hate when people talk during the movie. No wire hangers ever! You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Your stupid minds! Stupid! Stupid! Relax. It's all in bad taste. <laughs> not very good at it. it good stuff. I love how you're not um, very good at it. Like, it's like a... It's tricky. It's challenging. It's not a skill. Uh, you say that, however. It is a damn cold night. Brains. 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 Is he trying to do Brains. zombie school? I, I think he might be trying to do what zombie we school. Were Saying brains because you know what? At Zombie Liam on the Zombie Mike, I'm here to serve you your daily dose of brains. <laughs> You've said that at least 20 times. Well, too I mean, I've got to give them some brains because God knows you ain't going to find any in today's movie. God damn. Uh, that was one big setup for that joke, so I'm hoping it landed. Uh, I'll be damned if I pick the dumbest fucking movie possible for our return for our <laughs> triumphant return i literally may have found the dumbest movie for us but it's halloween it's spooky season Woo! so fuck, why not you're all incredibly welcome you know that point in the podcast it's usually about 40 minutes in where we all just kind of liquefy <laughs> and it's like we've come back from the the uh the movie break and we're all just kind of it's usually jack jack's usually asleep <laughs> and we're all just like this movie broke us this is going to happen a lot quicker i think it's going to be the immediate moment we get back we're just going to have transformed into zombies How long is this movie i think it's an hour and a half I'm going to put that out. Ooh. It's probably an hour and a half. So, uh, <laughs> at least we're comfy. At least we are comfy. And back in, not the studio, but in Hannah's and Jack's uh, nice little studio. Minus Jack. Minus Jack. Uh, well, Hannah's here and Ryan's hey. here. I was going to do intros, but you kind of ruined it by talking. Oh. I'm doing the intro because I want to do a zombie noise. Rewind. Uh, I don't even know where I am. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that's it's, it's coming a hell earlier, I think, in this episode. So... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bad Taste Buds, the podcast where we talk trash about the very best of the very worst in bad cinema. I'm your host, Agent G. Nice to G. Does anyone get that reference? Did anyone, <laughs> did anyone actually play the games that we're referencing for the film today? Not well Jack enough. probably did. The one who isn't here. I've played them in the arcade. Uh, so the, I used to play them all the time. Okay, cool. I'm your host, Agent G, and today joining me we have I don't literally, I literally don't know any other characters from the game apart from Agent G, <laughs> only because the, the other ones have like stupid names like Tom Smith and like Helen Smith. Like Agent G <laughs> kind of stands out, so you guys can just be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why you not? Be that not a zombie bra- movie. Brand hit Angelina Jolie <laughs> movie from 2005 that everyone forgot about. We've got Ryan joining us. <laughs> I'm holding up an invisible sign that says eight on it. I think that was about an eight. <laughs> Hannah, zombie Hannah, you're also joining us. Ooh, that's, oh shit, that's tricky. Got to pick a winner. I wonder how that's going to go on the mic. <laughs> just, just, everyone's already turned off by this point. I'll like, give your contribution. I'm going to say no. Oh, I've got to do an actual zombie. Yeah. Brains. You went to zombies. Brains. <laughs> well, fucking Brains. Right. Thank you, brains, for your brains, brains. You can brain. stop now. Brainy, brainy, brain, brains. Uh, yeah, we've got um, we've got three quarters of the. That's not how maths works, is it? Is it? No, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. we've got three quarters of the of the buds with us today. Um, Hannah, Ryan, it's beautiful to see you again. How's everything been? It's be, it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back on mic. It feels good to be back in the studio. It does. Um, 
Anything new with anyone? Uh, what, what's what, what's new happening? I mean, I we were all double vaccined, right? I, we yeah. all got the vaccine. That was kind of fun. We're all uh, all up to date with our vaccine. Oh, so they go for my second That's, one. Right, yeah. I missed my appointment. <laughs> you missed your appointment twice. <laughs> you you don't miss two appointments. You miss one, and the second one's a choice. I, I said for too early. I, <laughs> I just think you secretly don't believe in the vaccine. You're one of those anti-vaxxers. Secret anti-vaxxer. Secret anti-vaxxer. Which I always love. Yeah, I, I love I've got, got half a vaccine. Just uh, crack. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, like that, that context. Like, I don't believe in the vaccine. Like, as if the vaccine's like Santa Claus or something. <laughs> OJ Simpson. Like, I just don't believe in it. Yeah. It, Say it three times in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Everyone, ah, su- needle. everyone suddenly gets injected with a needle. Um, so we've got Anna. Yeah. So, um, vaccine. That was new. That was interesting. Um, what else? We got a new. We got a new him/her cable. That was. I thought this is a very long setup it's for a- Hannah's wedding. <laughs> it's a very long one. Can you get off my script, please? Can you stop reading into the future? Because this was meant to be a joke. Um, nah, fuck it. You don't get it. We're gonna go straight on the movie. No trailer talk. Straight to the movie. You don't get to speak about the beautiful wedding of Hannah and Jack. So where is where is the missus? The missus? Yeah, where is the missus? We all know who wears the trousers <laughs> in the family. Where's the missus at? He's down in Sheffield. Couldn't make it to podcast return. No, it's, it's, it, we got married, it all went downhill from there. It's, <laughs> it's been a past. week and he's already having to take an extended <laughs> break from you. He hasn't stayed away elsewhere other than his house in three years. And he's Two like, weeks <laughs> after we're married. <laughs> Love it. Big burp from that big pizza we had. I'm I'm very I'm gassy. So I'm very gassy at the minute. Uh, if we sound slightly lethargic, it's because all three of us ordered like a large pizza each. I don't think anyone just wants to call us lethargic. You, no matter no. what, are always just a bubble and pot of irritation. Brains, <laughs> brains. No, honestly, the wedding, the wedding. Let's, 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 I think the wedding's a. I think it's a good point. We have a lot of people on Instagram who care about you. It's 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 a, it's My a strange. Head. It's a strange Aww. feeling. I told you you're going to bring us some cake. It she was, was overwhelmed. Lush. It was so nice. You now have to go take a cake though. That's so, fine. We can I've bring a, a cake. Promise. Yeah, we've got three of them. Have we didn't sold... actually eat any, so because they're decorative cakes. Because your mum spent about. Well, no, eight... they're not decorative cakes. They are decorated cakes. No, I thought you were decorated in the house. In they're not going to be like in the middle of our living room. No, no, but you've got to keep it right. Dining table as a centerpiece. I thought your mum still has hers from like four years ago. Oh no, she does. She has the top tier. Yeah, like in a in a attic and like she's I don't there's just a 40 year old haunted well, cake in your mum's attic that so cake is definitely haunted now she's convinced that if she cuts into it that everything's just going to crumble apart and so she thinks that I should keep the top tier of mine but that means in like 50 generations time there's going to be this <laughs> woman with an attic full of top tier cakes spanning back hundreds of years I just don't I just I can't move around my house for all of the cake tiers there. well I think the real question is do you think it'll all end in tears Hey, that was oh, terrible. it took me too long. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a two tiered joke. No, you only get one. Just get one. Yeah, never. I'm moving. We literally haven't even told people what we're doing today. We're, no, people, <laughs> we're like ten minutes in, and they have no idea. Zombie land. No idea. It's episode fourteen, and it's I also hate zombies. This film might actually kill. <laughs> Still me. haven't told them what the movie is. <laughs> we just keep saying the word zombies. House of the Dead. We are covering Uwe Ball's classic. Classic. Well, it's his, it's his, I think it's his... You se- can't call this a classic. That <laughs> I think, diminishes the whole meaning of classic. I think it's you a cannot seminal call this, film. What, what, what year was it brought out? 2003. Right, you cannot call it a classic. <laughs> that's poorly if it's out this bad, back, hang on, so you don't even... Actually, I think no, it's I two, think I'm it was pretty 2003, sure it's 2003. If we're looking at yeah. Encyclopedia Liam, that I'm pretty sure it's 2003. You think I would have them in my notes, but I'm not that prepared. It falls into the horror zombie movie genre. You cannot call this a classic in that genre. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to call it a classic in the genre of Uwe Ball is a is a story. Stop it! Is a storied filmmaker 
in the sense that he has several stories of uh, he's told over the last two decades. And this what is weird. He he's not shit. We're not getting the you're, you're th- page three of my script, so you can wait. Um, <laughs> We're, we're not. We're, he's he's had a very storied career, for better or for much much worse. Is probably where it's going to land. Um, this is weirdly enough. This is probably his best film, which um, I think that in that in in and of itself makes it a classic. In in that it, it definitely has its weird little place. We are discussing House of the Dead, the Uwe Boll. It was his third film. Uh, it was his first major kind of um, the, the film that put him on the map. Uh, again, for better or for worse, as the guy who adapted video game adaptations, he kind of went on to make a career out of adapting uh, really low budget, really schlocky, really poorly reviewed video game adaptations, and that's kind of the name he made for himself for about ten. He, he started to branch name out. He wanted to make for himself. Did he actively look he at loves, a video game and loves, say, "I'm going to make a really shitty, shitty movie yeah, version he doesn't of love you"? Them. He's a big nerd. <laughs> He's a big, big nerd. He's like he's like a teenage boy in human adult form. There is like not that teenage boys aren't humans, um, <laughs> but he's like he is like the uh, the forty year old equivalent of a teenage boy. It's guts, gore, probably a lot of titties, um, a lot of like nonsense that you think an adult probably would have grown out of by this point. Um, but yeah, we we're, we're going to talk about. How, there's a lot to cover. I'm, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. There's a lot to cover today, so I'm going to apologize in advance. We're going to try and keep this as, as concise as possible. We're back. It's October. Right. We've got a lot to cover this. This will not be concise. Halloween season. This is my favorite season. I think for a lot of our followers, especially our followers on Instagram, this is probably going to be, this is probably your favorite season as well. Like, the second it turned October 1st yesterday, I just was, I already, I, wo- <laughs> I woke up in my uh, Charlie Brown uh, Great Pumpkin costume. He's literally uh, my planned out the rocks. entirety of Halloween. <laughs> we have a full itinerary and list of how this month is going to It's the most structured and organized Halloween <laughs> You'll ever scheduled see. fun. Oh, you're only allowed to have scheduled fun when you're around me. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot to go over today. So, House of the Dead. House of the Dead. It was yeah, a 2003 action horror film directed by the one, the only Uwe Ball. I'm surprised it's taken us to episode 14 to talk properly about Uwe Ball because he's kind of you need you need. I will House get you of off. The dead. It's a house filled with dead people. I it's it was not based though. on an island. Okay, okay, okay. Should just, it be Island of the Dead? I didn't. Re- I, did, I didn't realize it. Was, I forgot how hard it was to control you two. <laughs> You were just saying Benoit every fucking second as if it's a funny joke. Balls. <laughs> and you just jumping ahead in my script so frequently. I haven't read your script. Well, I know because I didn't. You don't have a printer. That's why. <laughs> it's almost as if the conversation can happen organically. Well, it absolutely can. What was the question? Just House of the not Dead. With Liam's you know why time. it's called House of the Dead because it's based off a video game series. You were here but five was seconds video ago. Video game series based in a house. Yeah. Or was several it based house. on like a. Several houses. It was like. Uh, it's probably. It's, you can have a house on an island. There's the no, house is not, a central I figure. Think, I don't think there is, though. I think it's, I think it's a rave. I'm pretty sure it's a rave. <laughs> Stop making excuses for yeah, the film, well, Ryan. Right, so House of the Dead, 2003, directed by Uwe Ball. Uh, oh. It's based on a series of action uh, action arcade classics uh, that are still kind of really popular and really prevalent in most arcades today. If you go to your local yeah, still arcade, one in town. we play regularly. If we're ever in... I don't in, think I've ever played. I think it might... Again, it might cure your... Uh, so before we go any further, Hannah has a crippling phobia of zombies. Do not do zombies crippling. I remember the last film we tried to watch together, Train to Busan, which one of mine and Ryan's personal favourites. Um, no, don't, a lot of good things to say it, about I remember that. that scene, that scene with the fucking, the, the train falling on top of them and they're trying to get out of the train Great. and she's like underneath oh, the train. breaking through the glass. We're going to get into why Hannah hates zombies a little bit a little bit further on. This, I'm hoping this is the one that cues you. I'm hoping this fixes you. I'm hoping you see how fucking ridiculous they are. And it's, I mean, I, I'm... Either a, that or you literally are leaving this house. <laughs> 
But I'm I'm excited. I love talking about zombies. Zombies, the zombie genre, as far as a subgenre of horror, is probably one of my absolute favorites. Again, we're gonna do a full point five episode based on uh, our favorite zombie films and kind of the history of zombies. Uh, so that'll come a little bit later. Uh, but zombie film. <laughs> for now, I mean, let's talk a little bit about House of the Dead as a concept, as a as a IP, as an intellectual property. For those of you are looking at Hannah, who has no idea what IP you means, what IP fucking meant. I'm pretty sure there was an episode where you turned to me and asked what an IP was. <laughs> well, that might be why I now know what yeah, IP is. Sure it's <laughs> on Mike. I don't think this should have been that hard to fuck off. I mean, it I mean, shouldn't it have been that easy very to easy fuck to fuck up. From what I yeah, see, it shouldn't <laughs> have been this easy to fuck up. Remember, this is 2003. This was like what? As far as video game adaptations, we'd had Mortal Kombat, we'd had Super Mario Brothers, which is a whole fucking episode in and of itself. We'd had what? There was like the the early Street Fighter. I think we had in the 90s as well. Oh, yeah. They put the early Street Fighter into a movie. The, right. So again, we, we, Mortal Kombat was one of the first big ones. Paul W S Anderson's Mortal Kombat, the, the film that put Paul W S Anderson on the map. I can understand why some video games are made into movies. I can. Can you? Yeah, I can. Can you? Well, I can see the way that like the witches going and things like that. That started off as a, as, well, that started off as a book. book. That was yeah. a book that was book first, yeah. Well, my, my, I fucking love video games. I absolutely adore video games. I think they're high art. I think they're wonderful. But I also often wonder whether or not the medium of video games is too drastically different. The reason why I think, and we had this discussion in Cats, why I think a lot of musicals don't translate that well into theatre, into, uh, sorry, not theatre, into, into cinema, is because I think they're so drastically different in the way that they, the narrative is told. Mm-hmm. With game, with video games, you are that character. You are the avatar. You are you are meant to be. That's your perspective. You're and if they to- really want to tell a story, you can give you a beautiful cinematic experience that you don't need to see as a movie because it's equally as gorgeous on the game. Well, yeah, imagine all those people clamoring for a Mass Effect movie when it's like, you realise that game is like, what, 60 hours a game and you make <laughs> hundreds of choices during that. Like, you imagine condensing that into a 90-minute film. I think there are, you're right, Hannah, what were you saying? There are some games that lend themselves to um, to translation. I think something like Tomb Raider, for example, which wasn't a bad adaptation. I think the... the, the wasn't amazing, though. The 20, was it 20, like, 15, uh, Alicia Vikander... Tomb Raider, it's fine. It's perfectly serviceable. It's it's all right. It's but it wasn't worth making a movie out of course. when the games are. Well, the, even the Angelina Jolie ones. I've got a weird little fascination with those ones, the early ones. Starcraft uh, originally a video game that went into a movie. I'll be honest, I don't actually know the origins. I don't know what came first. Just a little bit of dead air. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Just let us. You know, let back let, no, Ryan, d- Ryan, let us sit in it. Why? <laughs> this is back in the day of like. <laughs> She's um, asked me if Tomb Raider. Graphics. Is a video game series. No, 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 no. If it was a video sorry, game sorry. first. No, yeah. I still don't think that's that. Still I, still think that I still that think that requires a public know. shunning. Well, no, I said Laura Croft. Get the whip. Shame. <laughs> Laura Croft is Shame. Tomb Raider. Yeah, I know, but like the, the movies were known as like more Laura Croft, weren't they? Like, if you said Laura Croft, people knew what you meant. Yeah, the, the, the Angelina Jolie movies were Laura Croft, like uh, Temple of Life or whatever it was. Yeah. They didn't. Oh, they, they call it Tomb Raider, I think. I think that it was. It was like, like Laura, Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Yeah. This is when they were like the most convoluted <laughs> title possible. <laughs> but I can't remember when that came out because Angelina Jolie's another one. Uh, but I don't again, actually know how fucking old she is. She's been around she, forever. I mean, she's a vampire. She's got a portrait exactly. of herself in her attic. That she I used to play the Laura Croft games. It's like PlayStation One time. It was a yeah. long, yeah. long, long. It was early time. again. What, early. what age was Laura Croft back then? My sense of time is whack. Whack. Angelina <laughs> Jolie didn't do that movie until like what later on in the two thousands. Like, it was like early two thousands, like two thousand two, two thousand three. I think again, it was around about this time. The, this again, there was a quite a big boom in the early two thousands as far as, and we're going to get into a few other prominent, uh, prominent uh, films in the genre that kind of birthed this genre and kind of for, for at least a decade. 
uh, didn't really surmount to anything of real value. I mean, even now we're starting. We're starting to get a few things so we, with like Sonic. For example. oh, Monster Hunter, are you excited for that? One? With with Sonic, for example, and with Detective Pikachu, we're starting to. It almost feels like they're starting to get the memo and starting to. I understand. don't think you can do it with Pikachu because. All right, sorry. Well, no, because Pikachu's <laughs> part of a the, like the. Pokemon. Detective Pikachu was its own game as well. I've not played it, but it's, but its, its own it's, it's weird part little... of like a universe that they can yeah. build on. Do you know what I mean? So it's a, but Sonic, yeah, I think yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. That that came straight out of a, just a game. I feel like I'm gonna say something stupid again and get shot. Probably I mean, Mario's, Mario's, <laughs> Mario's coming back again. Oh god, yeah, we've got Chris Pratt as uh, as doing a uh, stereotypical uh, Italian accent. Nah, that's fully. It's going to go. It's going to open. I'll You're put money this. on this. And it's like it's a me, Mario. <clears throat> Sorry about that. It's me, Mario. And it'll go back and do like a Bostonian accent. Bostonian, <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time. Stereotypical like Lego movie bullshit kind of thing. It's, it feels like it's going to be like that. I, don't, I still don't think they've got a good grasp on video game culture. Nah. And the translations still are way too hit and miss to really justify even existing, if we're being entirely honest. But um, as far as House of the Dead goes, I actually fucking adore these, these, uh, these video games. They're predominantly known as a series of first-person light gun games. Um, they really haven't deviated from that that formula their no. entire time. That's where There's, all my knowledge comes from, there was, from the arcade games. There was one really great deviation that I tried to get uh, on Steam, but it's like 18 quid, and I was like, I'm not paying for that, <laughs> which is Typing of the Dead, which is a le- learning-based spelling game. What? Where instead of shooting... <laughs> it's, Whose children are you giving this to? Great. It's great. It, basically, it's just the first three games. That almost this seems, is what causes fear. That almost right? seems or more it, stressful than the gun. Well, no, but yeah, yeah. Oh, you're like, right. you better spell this right, or you're gonna get fucking eaten. Like that, yeah. that's motivation, isn't it? Hunter <laughs> <laughs> is traumatized. I can't wait until you have kids and I give them typing of the dead to learn it <laughs> when they're six. Zombie films aren't allowed in the house. It's a series that has a narrative, but it's mostly to do with mad scientists, government experiments, government agents. It's very inconsequential to the actual uh, light gun. Oh, no, yeah, you just need to shoot zombies. Yeah, there's very... No one gives a fuck about the story, really. The first one came out in, it was in 1996 on the... It was was released by Sega, and it came out in Japan in 96, and then it kind of moved internationally a year later, and really did take the arcade world by storm. It's still a staple. Again, we're thinking, like, what, 20-plus years later, it's still a staple in all arcades. It's not going anywhere um it's i mean it's, it is your standard zombie fair but house of the dead has this level of camp that's almost unmatched it, it makes it, again as, as prominent gamers it's 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 so campy that it makes something like resident evil look like shakespeare in the park oh, um yeah. right that's that's a that's a burn and a half that one is but also for such b-grade games there's a surprising amount of depth to a lot of them as well like the first one for example has three alternate endings depending on how well you do in the game so if you score really well you'll get an ending where all the characters survive i mean these, again these are arcade games these I was going to say, are you meant to finish an arcade game? People do. People apparently do. Those people who have nothing but money to burn can finish arcade <laughs> Clearly, games. Yeah, shit. You just got to pay more money. Every time you, you suck, you just pay more money. It's like life. If them, you suck at life, you just got to pay more uh, money. See, I just tend to give up pretty quickly. Well, as this, in life. But again, like, even, even if you don't get to the end, they have like branching paths. There's like opportunities for you to take one route that'll change the perspective and what change the enemies. The yeah, in the original arcade games, how's it? You can like choose yeah, left the or right. arcade games. Pretty I'm actually fun. quite sad I missed out on this craze. Yes, you might go. Like, I mean, we can still go if you want to. Maybe this will give you a, a burst uh, of, of, I don't know, like inspiration to cure your fears, and you want to get into a tight, uh, tight box with a gun and a bunch of zombies. You got to bring one of us in with you. It's usually I couldn't a... even do two point five hours later, and I was the zombie. It's... <laughs> I thought that would cure you. Nope. Did we tell this story? We have told the story, Mike. And when we were zombies, otherwise I that intro probably be mentioned. Yeah. Otherwise, that intro would have made no sense. <laughs> so I hope we did. Um, 
but yeah, you're uh, usually just, it's very basic. You're tasked with saving civilians, or if you're me just shooting everything else on screen, you usually get minus points if you shoot a civilian in the head. Um, but it just depends on how much you care about points. I prefer shooting things, so I just shoot everything <laughs> and hope for the best. Uh, they're fucking wonderful games uh, that did on occasion make the leap into kind of a home console version as well. So they made appearances on, most recently, they actually made an appearance on the Switch. I think there's actually a Switch re-release or a remaster of the original games coming out real soon. Um, but they're on PS4, they're, they're, they move over to PS2. I remember having a great one for the Wii. You remember like, when the Wii oh, uh, motion? You could get, you could get the gun! Yeah, you could get the gun! So you could strap the Wii remote into a gun and have like a home what? console. Yeah, yeah, you could, they were selling plastic guns to kids. You gun with the PS1? Yeah, yeah, they used was to. Was that not for Laura Croft or was that for James Bond? That was for, was that not Splinters? No, no, Time Crisis. Time Crisis. Time, time, time Crisis. Yes. Again, it was this big craze of light gun shooters. That hasn't really gone away. I think people are still kind of, it's just fun, dumb, very like turn your brain off, point the remote at the screen and click for like a good hour and a half. It's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, Typing of the Dead is I think the one I really wanted to show you, but unfortunately I'm not paying 18 quid for a spelling game. <laughs> um, but I don't actually, I think I want to take a pause. I want to take a break. I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to continue the podcast until we give Hannah a little bit of a, uh, a taster, oh. a little bite, a little, a little zombie bite into the world. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Into the world of House of the Dead. So if you are, if you're a PlayStation owner and you have PS Now, I think the first four games are on. Four. So we're going to take a small hiatus. A small five-hour hiatus. We'll get back and we're all just exhausted. Like, guys, we just played eight hours of House of the Dead. Um, Completed all three endings. So yeah, pick up your controller. And to be fair, if you have a PS4, or I think it probably is on Xbox, whatever your Xbox equivalent is, uh, find yourself an old copy of House of the Dead. Get get, get 15 minutes, play with us, and then come back and... uh, this is something new for us. I like this. Ooh. If you're being lazy, just YouTube some games. I just watch, yeah, watch, watch someone else <laughs> or play. Or just don't instead. pause the podcast oh, and we'll yeah. see you again in one second. <laughs> 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 That was fucking wonderful. That was one of the most bafflingly <laughs> wonderful 15 minutes of my life. Just because of how much it was like, you run you run the gamut of emotions there, Hannah. It was like screaming, it was laughing, it was ve- surprisingly little amount of blinking uh, throughout. You cannot take your eyes off of, um, Yeah, There was a lot of dead stares just directly. So we played House of the Dead 3 because it was the first one I fucking found. Um, so the plot rise, we, we was... Very, no, you skipped the plot. Well, so yeah. you know, you know, you don't play House of the Dead for the plot. You've never played House of the Dead. There were zombies with tentacles, like you in the... what was it? Security guard it was zombie, a the big huge roided, giant roided out security guard. Yeah, there was a big plant monster. <laughs> but Who just... happened to have had a security guard like outfit made to his size? To, well, the, the zombie tailors. <laughs> so, so you've got to find work in the zombie apocalypse, and I think tailors, <laughs> if anything, are going to continue to find work because I think zombies rip their clothes quite regularly. So That's true. you know. Well, replacement. Some of them around. Well, it's like the it's like the Hulk thing. All isn't the it? funeral directors turn into tailors instead, <laughs> <laughs> so their jobs finally what, run out. How did you enjoy your first experience with House of the Dead? That was actually quite good. But do you know what it is? I think it's because it took away the element of you having to run away. Yeah, like got, it pointed the choice. screen like at the area where you need. So there was no sort of like. I think that's what freaks me out even more. <laughs> Being chased. Like, oh, oh. Then when you're running up the stairs and someone's right behind you. Yeah. 
we do that to you regularly in all fairness that's like <laughs> we've probably instilled that in cemented her cemented the fear but it's um, such a good pick up and play it takes no effort or yeah. skill particularly if you die you just start again it's just a lot of colours and bangs I do think it loses a little bit things. being on the Playstation store like I think when you, have, when you have the Joy-Con in your hand the actual gun in your hand there is something to be said about like maybe it's just a wanton maniac uh, no I know what you mean like if I go back yeah. to like time crisis when you had the gun in your hand and you were shooting you felt more I don't know just like you were in the in like, zone <laughs> but it's fun and it's like again virtually has nothing to do with the film we're talking about today but i do think it was uh i think it was relevant i think it was relevant to kind of give you the the idea of where this idea came from and i think you're right i think well, it was you earlier right you said you could successfully translate this into just a generic zombie film slap the, the title house of the dead on as long as it's competent i think you yeah. can make a decent zombie film out of this series it's very cheesy as i said it makes resident evil look like shakespeare in the park all of the dialogue it's like <laughs> agent g look out <laughs> and it's like the, the cheesiest dumbest shit but it is just what you want from an arcade game don't you at the end of the day yeah. you go into for an arcade game you're not going in to go spend well you might spend four or five hours on one game you never you know yeah. but you're not in that sort of immersive no. environment do you know what i mean you go in expecting sort of like a I think, a shoot to kill sort of game rather than a, a story yeah, driven that's the game you can't play, save and go back to it and things like that so it has to be yeah, something that well, you can just pick up and, and run with if anything I think this format should work better than something like Mass Effect or something like The Witcher which has a, a billion branching paths and a billion optional dialogue yeah, there's choices too much to fit in from. and you get a lot of creative license for this as well like uh, there's all kinds of zombies yeah like, One's covered in swamp stuff, one's with tentacle arms, little ninjas. Yeah, the, com- the fun comes Variety with the visuals. Endless, yeah. So it doesn't really matter what you do in the movie. You can go absolutely nuts with it. Have it campy, have it silly, just have good gore. That brings us really I nicely. One more thing, no, no, which it, is go good with this sort of game as I'm well, is even this. for the incompetent gamer like myself, who loves to have a little game but knows she's terrible. Man, you bossed or they're it. terrible. But you do, right? Because you're going to hit if you just randomly fire. I was, um, yeah, you so you're still going to have that a, satisfaction. I don't know. It's just a good satisfaction game. I was, in, I was trying to avoid talking about the fact that she beat both of us at this game. She's I never did. never picked this game up in her, in her life. Yeah, I'll let you have it. And me and him, yes. were like, we were like 4,000 and halfway through I level did die one. there. I will say we share the pad with Liam. I share the pad with Liam. You didn't, make up, much, you didn't make up much of the fucking the slack when you did take the pad. The fuck you. I did. You did not. I closed the gap down with a thousand points. Anyway, moving on. That nicely brings us to the main the main guy, the main man of the hour, Uwe Ball. Let's Benoit. talk a little bit about Ball, because this guy is well, unbelievable. Benoit. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you stop with that Benoit shit. Uh, Uwe Ball. I don't get it. What's Benoit? Benoit? I don't get it. Benoit Ball. <laughs> Benoit Ball is anal beads. Anal beads oh. is the joke. Okay. But it's not funny, and he needs to stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll stop when you stop saying balls. Uwe, I'm not saying balls. I'm saying ball. B-O-L-L. It's not Uwe Ball. Stop it. <laughs> Uwe Ball was born in 1965, much to the chagrin of the filmmaking community. In and Right, you're going to have to bear with me in this. He was born in... Worm... I you were going to read a date. Hell, no, honestly... <laughs> Wormenschrichten, West Germany. I am Wormenschrichten. Def- definitely fucking that s- up. Wormenschrichten. Wormenschrichten. That'll do. Krakenwagen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we just want closure. Ball's first two major releases were horror movie Blackwoods uh, and drama Heart of America, both of which he directed and co-wrote. Uh, both receiving receiving very middling to negative reviews. Uh, from their hammy dialogue, their poor direction, and their awful screenplays. He got a few big lit name acts. I'm sure Van Claude Van... Uh, Van Damme. 
Van Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme was in um, one of them. I don't remember which that's one. That's a name. That is a name. It's a good name. Say it again. Jean Claude Van Damme. Like, that's just that's a name. That's, that's like a Bond villain name. Van Damme. That's, that's such a good name. Claude I'm kind of thinking like, like Hannah. Do you know that he's famous? Yeah, man. Jean Claude Van Damme. He's uh, in- I didn't think she did. <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when they come for you? I'll see him and I'll know exactly who he is. I've forgotten the name. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I do know who he is. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know who him. he is, but I know of, I've seen him before. You know of him. You know yeah. of the Van Damme. You are of Van Damme ilk. It's still um, a mint name, though. It's a good name. It's a good name. Um, but yeah, Was but, it his original name? Sorry, I'm, I I'm a bit stuck on this book here. No, we're not you know talking how, about like, John claude <laughs> But do you know how, like, you get, like, what's a name? What's Again, a stage name? Like, yeah. Yeah. Most is it like a stage name? I don't know. I don't, such a good I don't name. know, Hannah. I don't know. I'm going to Google this while you carry on. Okay, so Ball is, but it's weird because Ball, we see both of his first two films received very negative reviews. You were like ready to say Benoit again, weren't you? I could see it frothing on your lips. Um, Ball is the type of guy you don't want to badmouth, especially for the critics. The critics have had some interesting run-ins with Ball um, because if you want to say something bad about his films, you've got to put your money where your mouth is. And by that, I mean, this is the guy who likes to box his critics. He has he has a full side racket where he... he uh, <laughs> I don't want to say threatens. He encourages his critics to fight him and kind of settle their differences in the ring. And there are several occasions where he has... These are, these are like events. He makes people come to these and he beats the shit out of them. I think he's actually quite good. And he's this little guy. He's like this little five foot something fucking angry German guy just beating the shit out of film critics. Uh, so we better be fucking careful with what we're saying here because if he hears this, we're, we're done for. You would love well, a beating. Well, won't he use <laughs> right, Would I? <laughs> That would no, be my badge yeah, that of honor. That sounded far more sexual than I wanted to do. That would do. be my biggest badge of honor if I got beaten the shit out of by Blue Ball. For yeah. a review you gave of his right? film. Like, I would make I would film it. I don't it, know if you can get happier. I would put it on the Instagram page and I would share it for months, <laughs> years even probably. <laughs> Uh, Ball received recognition for loosely adapting video game movies. So after these first two kind of uh, original projects, he went on to adapt uh, a shit ton of video game movies, having directed and produced uh, adaptations such as House of the Dead, which we're covering today, Alone in the Dark, Alone in the Dark 2, Blood Rain, Blood Rain 2, Deliverance, uh, Blood, Blood Rain, Rain 3, 3 the, yes! <laughs> the Third Reich. This guy's also got a weird fascination with um, Nazi Germany. So we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get that out there in a little bit. He's borderline problematic, and we're going to get into some of the problematic elements of Ball, because I don't think he's a very good person. I don't, again, don't fight me, please. I don't want to, I've, <laughs> I've got a really nice face. I don't need to be hit. I don't need you to bust this moneymaker, please. No, he walks into Lamps by himself. <laughs> I did walk into a lamp through the day. If you, if you listen to the Again review that's going to come out after this, you'll see how concussed I was filming that episode. <laughs> I just missed the release. <laughs> oh, <man>. Time skip. <laughs> um... Other notable video game adaptations include In the Name of the King, which I think is a role-playing, like a RPG. That's a big one. I bet, I bet yeah. Jack would have played that. Uh, in the Name of the King 2, Two Worlds. In the Name of the King 3, Did the not last mission. three of them. Port, uh, Postal, sorry. Going Postal. Postal, which is based off a uh, video game. We're actually going to talk about Postal a little bit because it's, it's quite prevalent uh, to Ball and his controversies. And Far Cry as well, which I think is probably his most, oh. um, most <laughs> notable... Is- the only uh, one I know. <laughs> but I think, a lot, again, a lot of these were directed to DVD. A lot of these didn't actually have cinematic releases. And most of them, if not all of them, have... That makes sense. Very, very few and very poor reviews on, on Rotten Tomatoes. I was Tomatoes. waiting for Blood Ring 4. Blood Ring 4, <laughs> uh, back in action. Back in the habit. <laughs> <laughs> um, this will not be the last UV Ball film we cover on this no, podcast. Well. On no... 
I didn't think you could hear me. <laughs> this is <laughs> this will not be the, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. We're doing it again. This will not be the last Uwe Ball film we cover on this podcast. Oh no, ma'am. This guy's career is so varied. It's so layered and it's so ugly. It's probably the best we, uh, way to cover it. Um, is by doing it in installment installment at a time because it's too it's too I was tempted to do a whole point five on Ball himself. And that was his a lot to cover there, but it's far too extensive, and we're going to cover most of these films anyway. So we're going to get very <laughs> comfortable and very familiar with Ball uh, in the next few years. So don't worry, guys. We'll have lost our uh, our fucking monkey minds by the end of it, but we'll be we'll be uh, we'll be all the better for it. <laughs> Um, let's just talk about a few of his controversies to start with. And what better place to start than Postal? Because Postal, as a video game in and of itself, was an extremely controversial video game. This came out again early early noughties. I think its original console was either the PS1 or the PS2. It was, very again, very early. Um, Hannah's doing some research. I'm going to tell you about it. Don't worry. You don't have to do the... Okay. I just want to see it. That's fine. So Postal is... <laughs> Postal, the movie, is a 2007 American-German action comedy co-written by Ball and starring Zach Ward. It's an adaptation of a video game of the same name, which the entire plot, basically, for Postal revolves around a guy going postal. So the the idea is he's, uh, yeah, he just kills everyone. What, what's what's, what's cracking? <laughs> what's up with you? So um, I, I read it wrong. And the, the video game was developed by Running With Scissors, but I read it as <laughs> Wild an isometric top shooter by Running With Scissors. And I was like, that makes no sense. What is this video game? <laughs> you just run with scissors for uh, an hour at a time. Um, yeah, the, the, the entire plot is just murdering everyone. It's not a... It's, I mean, this isn't a political show. We don't tend to go into politics too regularly on the show because we just don't know what the fuck we're talking about for most of it. Who However... Does? well, <laughs> All right. <laughs> However, I do think it's a little bit of a uh, of a hot button topic because, especially when this came out in two thousand seven, I think America had a lot of. Uh, what do you mean had? Still has a lot of rampant gun violence, and this was almost a celebration of that. It's 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 a very heavy satire of America. Just case in point, the opening scene, and I fucking hate. I I struggled through this movie. The opening scene of this movie takes place on one of the hijacked flights for nine eleven with the Ooh. hijackers having a conversation about how many virgins they were promised in the afterlife. And then they get Osama bin Laden on the phone <laughs> to confirm it. That's not good. Before <laughs> crashing into the Twin Towers. He's like, it's it's ugly. It's I hesitate to even call it satire. I think it's just ugly because it's one of those things where it's like, right, you're... Satire is meant to sort of lie just beneath the surface. Also, like... satire is meant to be humorous. And I don't think there's any actual humor in that. I think it's just gross. I think it's just really un- uncouth and really kind of just disturbing if yeah. anything well, it, all it, it does is play on the obvious stereotype there's nothing yeah. innovative about it is there no oh no nothing at all like you're right it's 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 it's, it's definitely a lowest common denominator the, yeah. easy like easy it's a low hanging fruit it's 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 such obvious humor and it's again using the word humor as a really loose term for this um, but again, the movie ran into a bunch of issues. I think it, it got a, uh, a ban in a few countries as well. The video game itself also got a ban. Um, but he, again, he just seems to be a guy who likes to push buttons. He's very anti-American. He thinks Americans are probably because of their response to a lot of his films. I think they, they <laughs> soured his experience with America and he kind of went from directing a bunch of really crappy, non-satirical, non-political uh, video game adaptations and now trying to be more of a serious filmmaker with satire. And he actually also made an Auschwitz film in 2011, mm. which historians refer to as insultingly <laughs> inaccurate. Ooh. So this... <laughs> I, I was like starting to regret even doing this episode. <laughs> 
But the House of the Dead's going to be a fun one. The House of the Dead's not <laughs> one of those I'm ones. Sure it is. You know, it's only going to be a little bit offensive. I kind it's of probably... want to know why, what he did with Auschwitz. I'm intrigued it's by it. It's called Auschwitz. If you want to watch it, I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> Tell me all about it, because I'm not watching it. Now, when he doesn't try and ass-handedly force satire into his films, I think the results are a little bit more successful. I know for a fact that our good friend Tipsy, uh, George Rover Tipsy Flex, absolutely raves about this film. And I remember the, the one and only time I've seen it was when I was a teenager, and I remember it being terrible. But I do remember laughing consistently at it, and it's something you don't take too seriously either. I think it might it might border on one of the more fun outings we're going to do. I don't think it's anything too boring. I don't think there's any slogs through it. George fucking loved this thing. I actually really wanted George on the podcast for this episode, but Aww. schedules, I will, that was my fault. Schedules kind of fucked up, uh, but I will get you on for an episode. George, mark my fucking words. The guys are desperate to get you on as well. Um, but it's, it's not a classic. It's for you. I, I know I started this episode by calling it I was it about to say, we had a little bit of a, you, a, you bit were a staunch classic genre back um, there. <laughs> but I do think it's definitely, it's an Uwe Ball classic. That's probably the best way I can frame it. I don't know if what what that means though. It's his least moment. it's his least worst film. <laughs> By the somehow. end of these episodes, you will know. We're going to get you through understand. a lot of them. When you, I'm it, excited when, to be introduced. When you've watched right, when you've sat through Alone in the Dark one and two, Blood Rain one, two, and three, Name of the King one, two, and three, you'll look back at House of the Dead and think, Ah, the good old days, <laughs> the classic House of the Dead. Um. I've seen this film once before. It's like, from what I remember, it's a lot of fun. Very basic of the plot is a group of friends uh, set out to attend a rave on a remote island. They find the island deserted and discover that the party goes have all been killed and turned into zombies. Uh, now they must evacuate uh, and evade all the creatures and try to find a bit of safety. And it didn't, it didn't open to rave reviews. If either of them were on the mic, they would have laughed at that. Hey. No, we would not. With a too busy fussing the dog. Absolutely would not have laughed. Um, why do you not think video games translate? We already talked about this, but why... why what do you think? What do you think? Why are we still not getting this? Because if you have an eight-hour game, mm. it's likely that that game heavily focuses on the narrative in the first place, and that's the point of the game. In which case, you have an eight-hour movie this- right there that you get to dip in and out of. If you're playing a game like The Witcher, three games spanning hours and hours and hundreds of side missions, you've got Mass Effect as well, where your decisions impact. Once that's taken out of your hands, it stops having the beautiful element that it does where it can develop and the potential is there for anything. Instead, you're led by the hand on who these characters are. You have no input into who they are. I mean, you're not wrong. In the end, I think it comes down to frivolity for me. It's Mm. pretty frivolous 90% of the time. Even the Witcher TV show... It's fine. Ooh, don't get Hannah involved because she'll fight you. And I'm going to watch like the next seasons she'll that come fight, out. But again, there's so many books and like uh, graphic novels, there's and then you've got all there, of yeah. the games. Yeah. If you want good law on it, there's other places where I would recommend starting and mm-hmm. then make your way to the TV show when you start running law. I also think that there's a difference between doing a movie and doing a series. Oh, fully. Like Castlevania, for example, like yeah. that's translated. Oh well. shit! Yeah, I forgot that was a but game. Again, it's animation. You can do a lot more with it. These characters are like big, and they do big flashy things, and it's too much to actually put into a live action. Which works somewhat because the magic is quite low key for a lot of this for the Witcher himself. And weirdly enough, I mean, you had this discussion on the car ride over, so I don't know how much Hannah's going to be able to contribute. <laughs> but like the 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 breakout success as far as this was the video game movie that started the ball rolling for Emma. Stop it. This is the video game movie that started the ball rolling for uh, the kind of the, the 
the decade and a bit of of high profile video game movies that we got. And do you know which one I'm going to talk about? The one that I think started the trend. Anyway, oh, the modern. It's got to be Resident Evil. It's Resident right? Evil. So Resident it's, it's Evil. Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil, which I think came out the year before this. And weirdly, at the time, as a big Resident Evil stand, which in the point five, you're going to hear about me talking about Resident Evil for about 30 minutes consistently, because we're going to talk about our favorite, <laughs> favorite zombie properties, and that's going to be heavily featured in the point Not- five. Fuck you. Um, Resident Evil, Paul Douglas Anderson's, which at the time I absolutely fucking hated. And I was like, no, this is an abomination. It I've never minded completely it. Completely shits on the source material. Have you seen this, Hannah? Have you seen Resident Evil the first no. one? So it's like eight, was it like seven? Is it the board game's good? Board game's great. Games are great. It's, it's really one good. of my favorite video game series. But the movie series, I think Paul Douglas Anderson, he started it and then he left for a little bit. He was always a consultant. They basically made it, he made it for his wife. So Mila Jovovich, the main Yeah, character. just give us something to act in. I always wonder, is this some kind of tax thing? Because he, he's directing it, right? Right. And he's the the star is his wife. All the money is just going to be recycled, <laughs> right? It's just a big Kate Beckinsale well, and like, uh, the director who of the Underworld films does the exact yeah, same thing. But I feel that's like Tim Burton does it a lot with Helmut Helmut Carter, ex-wife, that's ex-wife. Just being paid for creating material. Yeah, surely that's though. just double the money. Well, You're just getting yeah, like a shit ton of money. If if you are good enough to fulfill both roles, why, then why would you, you put not? me in a film? But I think it's yes. something like <laughs> for someone like me, the Overwatch, she clearly enjoys acting, but. I don't think anyone would ever say she's a star you actress. leave Lilu alone. I love her. She's amazing. She's Fifth like, Element yeah. is her greatest film, but Lilu has about 10 words through the entire movie. Not even she, lines. She, really she speaks lines. in words. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil, is this weird, it's this weird um, zeitgeist, I think, cultural zeitgeist, because it, it started the trend. It made bank. So the first Resident Evil made, I think, 130 million. Of course million. it did. It was flashy. It was no, like... So was to, this. this but it was up to date on like relevant technology in terms of cine- cinematography it had like attractive people in it which <laughs> it, it does help no but like it, it's, it made, it made it's one, silly it it's made a- pulled in people who aren't fans as well because it's just it's not a bad zombie movie so people, it's not a great zombie movie i don't think it's a good zombie movie i, I don't think I, it's a good zombie movie let me get out what i want to say about resident Evil because i've been trying for the last five fucking oh, sorry, minutes we, sorry we can't all monologue remember i get 70 percent <laughs> of airtime on this show no no it's fine so resident Evil, i yeah, made 130 million back off a 30 million budget so it literally like quadrupled its budget what are you fucking laughing at? <laughs> you say no sorry it's fine then launching it all i wanted to do was discuss the budget because i wanted like move moving forwards it's it's i, I want to get onto this point of them being consistently pretty commercially successful. Now, this one wasn't. This one, when it came out, uh, I don't know whether it was to do with its low budget, but I think it made back... Uh, well, it made 12 million on a 13 million budget, so it either lost money. It was either that or it was the other way around. So it either made back... I think it made back a million overall. It, it didn't do amazing. Uh, and it oh. again, when you factor in, in, in marketing and when you factor in uh, trailer costs and uh, any product placement and shit like that, you're looking at losing a little bit of money on this one. Uh, but Resident Evil, um, you're right, looking back... It's weirdly the best out of a bad bunch. It almost, I still don't think it's a good film. It's not a well-made movie. It's not. A, it's it's like a low-budget cube. I always think. I think best way to describe it is it's the cube, but a little bit shitter. And that's the point five, everybody. No, it's not the point five. With the point five of zombies. <laughs> Resident Evil has none. There are very few Resident uh, zombies in the first Resident Evil movie. They're not zombies. They're fucking weird 
cube monsters. Is that the one where you go into the, the house? Like you, you're creeping about the, the cabin at the first bit and then you go in and you've got to get like the videotape. Don't and... you love it when Hannah tries to contribute? I know, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know about you. She's actually talking about Resident Evil 7. Oh, um, right. Ah, which I forced, you are way off. Which I forced her to play <gasps> yeah, through squinted eyes. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, no, but the first Resident Evil film is a weird cultural zeitgeist because it was the thing that started the trend, but the trend that hasn't really stopped. So, like, recently we got Assassin's Creed and we got, um, what was, like, the big ones that we've got recently? We've got Monster Hunter. Like, again, we're talking about Miliovich and Paul W. Something. They're still doing it. This trend that they started about 20 years ago, they're still fucking managing to make And it's going money. to make money as well, but you can guarantee it's not going to be a great film. But, again, this is why I'm just like, are people not, hungry for a good video game because I know I am I'm hungry for a really good video game adaptation okay, so I've just accepted it's not really going to happen what, what what would it be? I genuinely thought it was going to be this year's Mortal Kombat which again was a massive letdown it was just this kind of you think they had a great premise and they had some great acts like Kano was brilliant, but then they just like had fuck all these folks on a character that's brand new that wasn't interesting and nobody knew about and yeah. they just missed what made it fucking but good wasn't that what they were trying to do were they not trying to make like almost sort of like a universe it doesn't matter if that's TV. what they wanted to do they did it wrong it was bad because of that um, almost exclusively fair point <laughs> I just think I just think it's weird because I think we, the, the trend that they started 20 years ago doesn't seem to be letting up at all. It seems to be because we're still getting what we're getting uncharted with Tom fucking Holland in uh, the role of Nathan and Drake. It's just pointless. That's just another two way the movie. It's useless because the, the uncharted games are already cinematic. They're yeah, already yeah. epics. They're already epic storytelling. We don't need this in a condensed down, version. Yeah, condensed yeah. Version, yeah. You're not going to get it as beautiful. Like the colors aren't going to be as vibrant. You've got everything you need in the games. You don't need this adaptation with Tom Holland. No, absolutely. Especially in such a grounded more like real world application mm. it's not like massive visual effects it's a no. guy with a gun jumping off around buildings yeah it's you're right it's it's a half-assed effort at best is what we're gonna get probably get um moving on from video game adaptations really quickly i do want to talk a little bit about the kind of uh, the culture of zombie films as a whole we are going to do our point five on zombies so this is going to be a whistle stop i tour. doubt that Wh- no i promise you this because <laughs> i'm going to time you <laughs> whistle stop whistle you do you guys don't even need to speak if you don't want to you right yeah you guys are the ones that's that keep in. we barely are we're just reacting now and then <laughs> zombie films are fucking awesome like the, again this is kind of my wheelhouse as far as like horror i'm i'm big into my exploitation i'm i'm big into my giallo i'm big into my uh kind of modern day uh, slasher movies but i'm also really big into the zombie genre right back to the very beginning because zombie films started i went right i'm gonna throw this question out there when do you think zombie films kind of originated from what decade what what era would you say zombies. zombie films zombie films not, like, zombie, not zombies. zombie films films yeah probably like when did probably quite early actually like really early on i'm asking for a specific you are being timed mm, it's it depends. Like, it, it, it isn't a trick question, guys. Just, just, in terms of like popularity of zombies. No, no, no. When was the when was the first <laughs> first zombie? When do you think the first zombie film? The first thirty. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Really? So yeah, all the way back in nineteen thirty-six with, with a film called White Zombie, classic Christmas movie, by the way. I'm dreaming. No. Stop. Otherwise, zombie. <laughs> No, it's a Bela Lugosi-led uh, film. Uh, it, it actually, Bela Lugosi's dead. Bela Lugosi is dead. I don't know who Bela Lugosi is. <laughs> we just like making references that you're never going to understand. I know, because you both do it, and then you look at me. She's on her phone, and she's like Googling it as we speak. She's like, it's like a oh. lesson every time I come on. I've forgotten the name already. <laughs> so 1936... Um, I think it was 1936. It was in 1936 or 1932. I'm going to say 1936. A film that was uh, viewed as a what? I thought it was a woman. 
Bella. <laughs> In 1936, a film that was viewed most kind of as a failure upon its release, though most critics kind of have come around uh, in reverence of it and understand its cultural importance. Um, but also, it wouldn't it wouldn't translate to what we would expect from our modern-day zombies either. It was very much the old-school Haitian... Um, uh, the voodoo, do- the voodoo uh, zombies, the uh, like Jimson weed, the Jimson. Zombies. So they, yeah, back back in 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 uh, Haiti, zombies where, have just got scarier. I think this is. I think this is scarier. I think the voodoo Haitian version of the zombies. This is, is close to life because this is real. So this is actually. Do you know about the Haitian zombies? And I don't the, think I do. Voodoo culture. So what they do is they, t- they extract um, the poison of the puffer fish. It's like I think it's uh, uh, fugu fish. Sorry, the the poison of the fugu fish. And they mix it with either Jimson weed or Datura, which I think might be the same thing. So it's just basically this plant that they can find, and they, they blend it all together. Um, they either make a person ingest it, or they, they feed it to a person somehow, bury the person, leave them for a few days, and when they come out, they're basically a subservient zombie or a slave, and they'll do the bidding of whoever's buried what, them. What, what do you mean this is a real thing? No, That's people, not a real thing. It's, what? It's a real thing. It's a real this concoction thing. of yeah, this concoction of no, drugs no, no, is a real no, no, thing no, no, that Haitians practice. It's a so, real so thing. It's, it's a real thing happened whereby people poisoned people, buried them, and, and then told them people that they used them as zombies no, no, because this, no one actually comes back to life. No, they, they weren't back dead. To life, they were just buried they were for a couple of days. Yeah. You can survive a couple of days without water and food. They were just in a coffin, like not necessarily in the coffin. So I'm basing all of my knowledge on the movie Serpent in the Rainbow. Cause that's what they do in that film. But I, I don't, I think that, that book is meant to be part, part biographical. And they wouldn't be left in for days. They'd be left, they'd be buried for a while. Yeah. Then they'd when be they come back brought out. back yeah. up and it's like, it's more like a symbolic zombie rather than a full on, you've died and been raised from the dead through necromancy. It's like Jeffrey Dahmer trying oh, to create his yeah. sex zombies. It's, it's not a true zombie, but like you may as well at it, that point. If call you mess with enough chemicals in the human brain, you can make a slave. I said that with such confidence. <laughs> I've tried it. it. It's foolproof. It's picked up his legacy. How do you think Ryan's still here? Um, but there are a few zombie. There, there are a few zombie films that play with that Haitian voodoo uh, aspect of it. So Serpent in the Rainbow is a really big one. The Wes Craven film. Uh, I Walk with the Zombie. There are quite a few different films, and I actually really. I think that's genuinely quite scary. I think it's probably a scarier angle to take. Um, but it wasn't until 1968. So Hannah, you weren't too far off with your sixties. Uh, analogy Yay. until we'd see the kind of the emergence of the modern day zombie uh, through Night of the Living Dead, the classic George A. Romero Night of the Living Dead, uh, bringing us firmly into zombies as we know them today. That's kind of where I want to leave it as far as this episode for zombies. Because again, our point five is going to be all about zombies. We're going to get into the history. We're going to get into our favorite zombies. And so that's where I'm going to cut us off for now as far as, as what... You mean cut yourself off You kind of a whistle stop to Because there's so much I want to talk about. You have um, a whole episode to talk about yes, coming up. I get excited. It's horror month, Ryan. It's my month. Ooh. I don't give a shit about Howard the Duck anymore. I don't give a <laughs> shit about Mac and me. It's scary movies. This is what I was born for. This is why Jack's not here. <laughs> to be fair, Mac and me's. Jet Mac and me is a horror film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as far as the cast goes, we have a whole litany of nobodies. We've got Rachel Carruthers, the final girl from uh, Halloween 4, is our lead. Uh, everyone's favourite Halloween film. Not I know the side name Carruthers. That's the, Might uh, be a Simpsons reference. That's somewhere. actually the character. Um, but also we've got Jonathan Cherry, who I think he was like a bit part in Final Lesson. I think he was the guy who got sliced in three by the, uh, oh, by yeah. the wire in Final Lesson 2. So that's again. We've just got a, a absolute who's who of who. Be no oh, better wire who's death who of horror who's than Ghost Ship. <laughs> are you gonna, oh are you gonna, yeah, that's probably the best wire death. It's definitely up there. It's definitely yeah. Uh-huh. It's gonna be, let's be honest. Um, 
So upon its release, House of the Dead was universally panned by critics. It's currently sitting on a whopping 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, Ball, uh, a negative reputation would only continue, stop it, would only continue throughout his career. Uh, the film performed better commercially, slightly. So yeah, it was 13 million on a 12 million budget. So it technically made some money back. Not much. Technically. <laughs> a sequel was released in 2005, straight to home video. Um, also, Rotten Tomatoes also ranked this film as the 41st worst film of the 2000s. Only 41st? Couldn't even get that right. Yeah. You're a nobody, Uve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a few of what the critic says. The critics describe it as grungy, disjointed, brainless mess of a movie. That sounds crazy. That doesn't sound problematic <laughs> at all. Loaded with unintentional laughs, which is all we, what we're here for, really, on the podcast, guys. Mm-hmm. I think, I know I've done a lot of talking, and I'm very... I did, I did warn people. I did say this was going to be a long episode. I'm excited, okay? <laughs> Fine, I can condense you down. Do we have a time for human. trailer talk? Or no. Should we do it anyway? We shouldn't. I think we should do it anyway. <laughs> We're gonna do We're it. We're gonna anyway. do it anyway. <laughs> Teaching Hannah about guns. Hannah, say the line. I don't what line? For fuck's sake, we had a discussion like seconds ago. Really? I don't remember this. About you, you, you like the you like the bit in the film, the trailer where oh, there must be an explanation for this. <laughs> I don't get why that would be relevant now. Or why are you saying that? It's not a good opening. Open the trailer talk by saying the line from the trailer. That's that she, another strong opening. She over literally there. said, oh, "Oh, I love that line." It was there great. must be some scientific explanation for you your lack of Hannah, brain. I wanted Hannah to say it. Zombies <laughs> pass through. We just breeze straight past you. <laughs> there must be some scientific explanation for all of this. And there is. <laughs> Uwe Ball. Um, was it worth it? So yeah, well again, so. we're going to breeze through this trailer talk. There's not really a hell of a lot to talk about, other than the fact that it's like it's so it was firm. disjointed. I think it's just firmly cemented in that early naughty horror of this looks like Thirteen Ghosts. It's the hip hop soundtrack. It's the quick cuts. It's the stupid <laughs> editing. They even did the a Matrix. They did the Matrix. They did a Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> jumped up in the air with a gun. Freeze frame. <laughs> It's early 2000s in a movie, and that's kind of all I need to know going into it. It looks like it's going to be high energy, high octane. And there's not a single a single fleck of fear at the moment. And for someone who is absolutely Yo. terrified of them... I to be fair, I think we saw one zombie face through the entire trailer. <laughs> I'm hoping that's reflective of the movie, but I doubt yeah, it. It's just no, no zombies. Uh, I'm ready to watch the film. Yeah, let's, let's go. Do let's it. fucking do it. So if you, um, I'm not sure if this is actually on Amazon Prime. I might have to pay for this shit. Um, if you've got Amazon, Ooh. if you've got a streaming service that is showing House of the Dead, pop the movie on and we will see you in about 90 minutes. Uh, uh, that, yeah, brains, 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 brains. You stay ready. Does that mean we're ready? Does that mean we're ready to go? Does that mean we're ready to go? Hannah's looking at pictures of pigs on a phone. Select your fighter. That's the wrong game. That's like more that's like Mortal Kombat. Street <laughs> it, what fighter. is the game? Doesn't doesn't fit the scenario. <laughs> Select your weapon. There we go. Looked a bit better. I actually um I want to remind everyone at the beginning of this episode when I said, Do you remember how this is a stone cold Supreme. classic? No. No. A no. stone. No, it's not a classic. 
of the genre. Romero would be proud no. of like, what we witnessed today, boys and girls. Right, get, get on with snobs. I'm a little bit, sa- I'm a little bit sick of um, me coming back after these movies and being the only one. Because your brain is now broken. You have broken your brain. <laughs> this, this, it now, it's, it's like, it's so like really, opposite day. Are you guys being bad friends by letting me no, continue the, this? Because it's unhealthy. There's but no <laughs> point. It's very unhealthy. <laughs> You like Simpsons. You're like like Simpsons. (laughs) You are like Simpsons. You like Homer when he becomes a food critic and he just loves everything. (laughs) What's the point of being a critic? Sorry, that broke me. There's no point in critiquing any of these movies if you just love everything. The meat was rough. No, not rough. What else? You you, you did that last week. Chewy? (laughs) As is the case of every early Naughty's Horror. First of all, we're back. Hey. We're back. Hey. Um, <laughs> I want to start the episode the way, or well, start the second half of the episode the way the movie started, by just playing some fucking uh, Prodigy over the top of the intro. Coming back, because every 2000s horror film, I think, starts with Prodigy. Obviously. I think it has to, I think it was contractually obligated to start with a Prodigy song. And I think, I said to you at one point, I was like, I can't tell whether I'm enjoying this film or just the, te- the, music the techno music is telling me that I am enjoying the film. Look it down, Every time there was a techno song on, I was engaged. At one point, though, it was like three seconds of techno music telling you it's something big. It was like, no, we blew a water bit early there. Let's do a synopsis. Hannah wanted to do a 10-second synopsis each. So I think because you you came up with the idea, you get a start. Do it. Okay, okay. So my 10-second synopsis is... Eight Loki fighting and weaponry masters go to a rave where they initially don't care it's abandoned until they start dying by a variety of either aquatic, acrobatic, or frog-leaping zombies controlled by Leatherface, who just tiptoes about in the trees for most of the film. I want to, I want to, I want to give you, if I I could stand and not potentially break the microphones, I want to give you a standing ovation for mentioning Leatherface. Look at you with your horror references. She's coming up in the world. The proudest I've ever (laughs) seen of you in our nine-year friendship. I know you got married like two weeks ago, <laughs> but this is the proudest I've ever been in you. <laughs> Ryan, do you have a tense that you just don't even have one, do you? If Dawn of the Dead and The Matrix were both mm-hmm. eaten by <laughs> the Scooby-Doo movie, then <gasps> shout out and then given the speech by Miranda from Devil Wears Prada about how blue oh. filters down that cerulean is not just cerulean, somewhere along the line you get this piece of shit. I was very lost with the Devil Wears Prada <laughs> reference. That's a reference that went right over my fucking head. Is that relevant to this film? What was the Devil's Prada joke? What? Well, it's just like you're looking at like you think that's just blue, a blue jumpy or whatever. We okay, picked okay, yeah. that blue. It is cerulean. Okay, okay. And it just filters down to <laughs> the big yeah. budget markets, and then just ends up in the budget bin somewhere. Okay. And it's just taken from different elements, which is Dawn of the Dead, the shitting Matrix, and Shit. a little jaw. bit, a little bit of Scooby Doo. Wait, hold on. The shit. First of all, the shitting Matrix and Jaw. <laughs> With two movies, two movies that you just both said, the Shitting Matrix, which is a film I need to see, that's just scat porn, and (laughs) sorry, singular jaw, (laughs) just one jaw, not two, just one jaw. There's only one shark, yes, and they only have one jaw, right? It's It's a set of jaws, set of jaws, right? Okay, so technically, (laughs) you're an idiot. Um, I think you summarized that quite well, but guys, thank you very much. I'm not going to do mine. No, go on. Yours will be actually real. When four college buddies hear about a fantastic rave happening a on fantastic. a remote island <laughs> near Seattle. Not fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> fan what forst- goes around comes around. When four college buddies hear about a fantastic rave happening on a remote <laughs> island near Seattle, they are determined to get there, whatever it takes. But when they...
And then the description stops and just doesn't go any further. <laughs> and that is the most anticipation you will ever feel in with Fuck anything about this right film. Off. You, it's to start. what the other, the it's big a, bad oh villain no, literally just sidesteps <laughs> into the fucking view on full camera yeah. in full light Why and just tiptoes <laughs> off for a bit. Like it's. The, well, you got like the narrator, right? The the film opens with so uh, the film opens with the narrator, <laughs> and the narrator is already on the island. He's not part of this squad of teens at turn up late, who it frames as going to be the protagonist. If yeah. we didn't have this narrator at the start, he could have been a nice surprise. But no, we knew that was well. Coming. Also, that he spoils the whole movie for us by saying everyone dies. Everyone dies, <laughs> and apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I'm the one who survives. Enjoy the rest of the movie. But it wasn't the. Did the girl survived? Well, she could have died afterwards. No, he said at the she end, survive, like, oh, yeah. he survived. No, but there was this whole, like, reference to, like, oh, she survived, but then what was she? It was very very much sequel baiting, I think, the ending, which there I is a sequel. I want to know how she survived. I'm pretty sure if you get stabbed in the doesn't, heart, that's... Doesn't mention it, doesn't well, mention it's it. It's a shallow, she got stabbed in the chest, which is where your rib cage I is. Just... It was not a shallow stab. That sword went all the way fucking through her. Ah, that wasn't a shallow it just stab. We've got this, like, I think we've got this real, uh, again, like with 13 Ghosts, this real... I've got this affection for early no. movies horror. Like it's, it's awful, and it's awful. And I do want to kind of mention: Does anyone? The one thing I don't miss. I turned to you at one point, Hannah. It's like the one thing I really don't miss. I really don't miss early noughties misogyny in horror films yeah. because Women, it was so yeah. ugly, it's, so gratuitous. It's just boobs. You like, see about a boobs. solid like sixty pair of tits on the screen. Like I, I say, free the nipple. I'm all for it, but it's the gratuitous nature of it. Like if it was done, not with, a single guy even takes a shirt off. I don't see a single dick. I want to see a little bit of like a, a balance. <laughs> if you're gonna get me, if you're gonna get the the ladies flaunting all their their lovely bits on the screen, I want to see at least one penis. There's a guy who takes yep. the shorts off, but underneath it's those boxer shorts that may as well just be a pair of shorts. It's- <laughs> marvelously 2000s like it's the most 2000s movie that stop ever calling it marvelous <laughs> it's not marvelous there's anything it, it, it's a wet it's a wet boy it's, it's a wet boy it's a, <laughs> a 13 year old boy's wet dream the movie the movie it's just it's yeah, just it is it's it just is. guns and boobs and gore and techno music and i'm sorry there must be a part of me that's still a 13 year old boy because that it's just wonderful it's wonderful and it's bad it's not wonderful it's bad Bad. It's wonderfully bad. It's yeah. I must admit, right? I enjoyed. I did enjoy elements, elements. of it, but I was so confused. They, they just changed directions like every ten minutes. At first, there was a narrator, and then yeah. there was like kill scenes where people like the screen turned red, but that only happened for like a couple of it them. Twice. The, yeah. the zombies at some points are, are like acrobatic as fuck and like can do double jumps <laughs> in the air, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're not, and they can only move at this like yeah, they're the, just the, shambling around the graveyard. I, I just don't don't. In- Get it? I don't understand how key. any of them on the island could just pick up any form of gun or weapon and become a master <laughs> with it. Like, okay. you're not like, wrong. Oh, you're not wrong. I know, like, there's these eight people who are absolute masters and they all just happen to be friends and, like, just run into each other, but they're not a single other person on the island. Guys, they set up the fact that she was a fencing master at the start of the film so that we had that sort <laughs> of fight at the end. He was studying on his studies. The li- <laughs> <laughs> He was studying on his studies. Well, again, you, none of you are, neither of you are wrong. You're right. The levels of competency range from abysmal to slightly less abysmal. Okay, before yes. throughout the 90 minute runtime. Before but, you get into why you love it, though, I want to say it's an hour and a half long. And it is a breeze. It, it goes by so it fast. It does not. If there's a lot of scenes where nothing happens, and then you'll get an action scene, which 
one or two of them paid off. There's about three or four that actually paid it's off. It's the level of gratuity. But then there's though. long scenes of nothing in between where there's very little happening, very little of interest. None of the characters are interesting enough to follow. But, but those the is, humor, but but even the accidental humor, wasn't. Yeah. It's to those inconsistencies along. that make it humorous. You're right, Hannah. Like there was these two scenes where they like when two characters die, they they flash red on the screen because it's what that happens in the video games. But you're right, they do it for two characters, and in every other character that dies, they don't do it anymore. <laughs> and, it, and that's hilarious. I'm but like, I'm wondering. <laughs> We noticed two treats. I'm wondering because we noticed two scene transitions where it turned to blood near the start, yeah. but it was very quick. And we thought it just transitioned from like the actual game. Transition. I thought it was a frame missing. That. I thought it was just like, oh shit, we well, <laughs> we killed a couple of people. Brilliant scene. Them in. We we right, they use voiceovers so uh, so again gratuitously where there's a scene where the police officer's arriving on the island. She says, "No, I know, drop me off at the back of the island. I've got this." But they don't show the police officer. And I'm like, they definitely forgot to film that scene and then just oh, use stock yeah. footage of the boat and just put a voiceover <laughs> up. It's it, the the incompetence is hilarious. And when the fucking police officer walks in, man, the first thing she does. Oh. Oh, oh my god, right. Right, no, this broke me. This absolutely <laughs> broke me. It's ridiculous. Oh, so it comes in, fucking Americans folk. Like, I don't care where they are. She is American, Seattle. guaranteed. She gets on this island and she sees these kids struggling, and someone's just like, Bleh. could very well just be on drugs or extremely just, drugged, but though she comes in, one in the chest, one in the head. She's like, uh, what was that? <laughs> she literally, the most American police officer ever, shoot first, <laughs> ask questions <laughs> later, just absolutely headshots. We were like, oh, fuck, she knows what's going on. She's here for the zombie killers. Like, nah, she was just killing them. Straight away, you, you, if you there get, I go killing again. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not sure what movie you're watching, it's it's evidence of the fact that you've got 30-year-olds playing 18-year-olds. You've got one guy, uh, was it uh, Greg? Who is <laughs> basically looks like he's forty, has two kids and a mortgage, and all like, he, and he's there's this, there's this beautiful scene where he's like in a porta potty and there's zombies everywhere, and he gets covered in shit. Oh. It just, but it lends to the fact that clearly Uwe Ball is a thirteen year old boy. He's like it's it's yeah. Vin, it's Vincent yeah. Dolman. He is three thirteen year old boys in a trench coat standing on top of each other's shoulders making movies, and I think that's. <laughs> fucking hilarious. I mean, the budget alone on how much they must have spent on candles. Lit candles. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. there a, there's a rainstorm at one point, oh, and the candles expensive. do not get blown out or poured out at any point. Oh my god, I never even noticed that. There, there is, there are the, these are magic zombies done through experimentation. So uh, yeah, but, yeah, maybe it's like, fair, I actually how does like a that zombie one. get made? So he has some genetic disease thing that like makes you immortal and replicates life. Yeah. But I, I you saw, did a better job of explaining. We saw this, and they didn't get turned. Maybe it's a slow process. It cannot be that slow because maybe, they were only late to the raid uh, by like ba, ba, a fucking ba, day or something, maybe. or not even that. He already had a fuck ton of people, and maybe you have to be dead before it takes effect. Oh, maybe. I mean, Kirk and because Kirk, Kirk, Kirk didn't die, and yeah, yeah, yeah he was fair. bringing dead people back to life. Yeah, it's more of a resurrection thing. It's more of like a. Um, uh, I think they, they emphasize the resurrection part or the immortality part yeah. rather than the. Uh, it's more of like a magic zombie curse rather than like a. Like I don't a, know if this film magic deserves candles. this discussion. Magic candles. What? what? So I, I don't know if this this film deserves this. This discussion. is the most anyone's had an in depth discussion about. House of <laughs> And ever will. Um, but again, I just, I'm, uh, there are elements of that I really didn't like. I don't think this is a perfect best. I think this is a good best worst film. I'm putting this out there before I get to my final rating, before I do any of that shit. I think this is a hooting, hollering, 
fucking time. Nah, I'm looking so at you with judgmental eyes. You've used and hollering before in descriptions, and like those <laughs> movies deserve it. But then you got you got these like uh, negatives. If we're gonna go for negatives, you've got these scenes where I'm like, you had a if cast. We're going to go for negatives. <laughs> if you fucking shut. <laughs> if you have a cast of a hundred rave goers and you off them off screen, I think immediately that's a bit of a sign of what was the budget actually spent on? Was it yeah. on? But then uh, it, it kind of, I think for me anyway, it redeems itself by having these, these ridiculous scenes. You're right, like Jaws with zombies. Or, um, the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean coming up from the depths of the ocean shite. Well, that's, that's, that's a relatively cheap shot to make, though. How is it? Getting all of the equipment that can be like filmed and such under the water. I think that's and a like, really expensive shot because you've yeah. got, you got the makeup on the zombies as well. That, that I think the makeup effects weren't horrendous, especially when yeah, they were. I don't think we've got enough time to appreciate most of them. Um, yeah. I just, I just think, I just think there are the, there is. I don't, I don't think there's ever seen that board be. I think there were scenes that genuinely had me cackling. Come on, like the scene where they unload the weapon crate, and it's literally, <laughs> literally a weapon select scene where they're all going around thinking, I "I'll that, choose this it. gun." Yeah. I'll choose. And there's like one scene where the uh, main, what's the, that's the main girl called, the one who survives, like Crystal or something. I, I, something like that. I've literally watched the movie minutes ago, <laughs> where she's like picking a gun and she's holding it directly to her face, and oh, then minutes, yeah. later, <laughs> minutes later, she's like a adept headshot, oh, gun kill <laughs> every gun foo. Um, I just, think like those elements really worked for it, and when it lent into the video game stuff, although it was really bad, don't get me wrong. Yeah, they were more entertaining scenes, like the gun selection, or when it did the matrixes where it like jumped up in the air, fired a shotgun so bullet, and she like dodged an axe at the same time. So good, but that's just... good. But then the scenes where the ones that I didn't like, I don't know if Han will agree because Liam disagrees, Fuck is off. where kind of like whatever scene they're in, it flashes to a picture of a forest, zooms out from the character, like, maybe, like, five foot, and then there's a 360 pan of them. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, like... It's a little it's like bit a underwhelming, selection, it? yeah. But then, like, yeah, very little happens in those, and they try to frame it, and some of them <laughs> are like, oh, yeah, bass action scene, but it's not just looks weird. I but again, like that lens to why it's funny. If they me. did it to one of them, it'd been fine, but they went through all of them. It is. It like, was, all it was, of it's, them. It's, it's just, and Ryan, you turned to me at one point, it was this scene where they were all trying to get to this, this house, basically, in the middle of the forest. <laughs> The house is maybe what, like twenty feet away, and they just spend about tw- fifteen minutes shooting zombies. I'm like, guys, you could have got the house like ten minutes ago. What are we doing? It's like one of those scenes where it's just like flashing guns and nonstop. Everyone shooting, and then all of a sudden, everyone stands all up, and the bullets fit everywhere but a person. Literally, and all the zombies are like waiting patiently for their turn to be shot. There, this is one zombie that pops up like it's a fucking whack a mole, and someone just <laughs> head from behind a gravestone. But well, this is the thing. I'm laughing because I I just think this is pure. That worked for that was one of the few scenes that worked and was really good and funny. It is, it is ADHD, the movie. It moves along at such a brisk pace. It clearly could for, do for, with some that. For 39, point. 39 minutes, nothing still had happened. They'd arrived at the island. All of the deaths were off screen by this point. That did let me know. It was at the 50 minute mark before we got anything of interest. Well, yeah. 50 minutes into an hour and a half movie. <sighs> I feel and like from he's putting there, up a very strong case here, Liam. I think you're putting up a very strong case for me to fire both of you. From there, there were several <laughs> standout scenes that were entertaining. Okay, so, so, like, the, so the, the ocean scene was good. Yeah. The one where the cop and the guy was running through the forest wasn't as entertaining. The weapon select scene is the... the weapon select's I, fantastic. It's just, it's, the graveyard scene's amazing. I just think it gets the essence it of the game. It got slow again during the house. No, sometimes yeah, it, it did. When it got the essence of the game that lent into that, it was entertained by the scene transitions, which was flashes there of were the a game. Bit much. They were a bit much. But then when it lent back into being a narrative movie where they were in the house or having to discuss That things, was dull. It was dull and it started to slow down. And I think there was quite a bit of that. Like I say, 50 
minutes before we got our first yeah. action scene. Yeah. It's it, a little bit more sporadic than I think I was giving it like credence to. I think you're right. I think... Oh my god, did I just actually convince you? <laughs> of a like point? No, no, you just, haven't... Yes. Right, okay, so it's I'm, not consistently hilarious. This it's not is where consistently he conv brilliant. convinces himself the but other way. I think there's Again. more. I think there's more moments of flashes of brilliance and flashes of genius that didn't you're giving it credit for either. On your name, Okay, fuck it, yeah, let's do it. So the, the sword fight at the end, fucking awesome. This, like, this, again, set up from the this check You cannot come away from something like... I think the action is better than the action in Shang-Chi. No, you cannot watch something like Shang-Chi <laughs> and then say that that action scene is better. You, ca you can't, you I just can can't. say it's more entertaining because it's funnier and it has more, like, I, I think it has more okay, humor to it. you can say it. it entertains you more. Yeah. You cannot say it is better. No, absolutely. It's better than choreograph. No, absolutely not, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's way fucking funnier. It's way better because I'm laughing. That, I don't more. think that scene was that funny. I think it wasn't badly you're, you're choreographed. <laughs> I don't think. I don't actually. I didn't love Shang Chi. Well, no, neither, <laughs> so, like, neither of us did. I don't think the action scenes were that good. And I would say that sword fight was comparable. <laughs> so the sword fight. You want me to go through these? It scenes? was a bit more. That sword fight was a bit more realistic. The sword fight. The scene where um, the, we're just looking in that tank and there's that weird Beetlejuice fucking zombie fish oh, swimming head, around, head the and then they're like, right, well, I don't know, I'll shoot it, I guess. <laughs> they, Which wakes up all the rest of the zombies that have just been lying the there because the, they're connected well, to the confused. weird fish. Yeah, zombies just appear. <laughs> I'm going back. The, scene where the male model decides that his because his face is slightly burned he's like well i'm just gonna kill myself yep. then because what is life worth living life if worth? i'm not pretty the scene where the police officer gets her legs ripped the fuck off that's the graveyard scene still that's See, the that ending of the graveyard the, graveyard, the, the graveyard scene is long, it's a long scene it's a 20 minute plus scene it's it's, it's a big scene and it, you're right i was erect throughout the entire 20, 20 it's minutes it's about 10 I minutes and, yeah it is good the top and tail of it is it is a zombie film right and now i am shit scared of like even things like Shaun, Shaun of the, the Dead. They right? get me though. Shaun just, of the Dead fucking gets me. Just cannot watch any. There is not a single single bit of fear. And aren't you happy? Aren't you happy that you've overcome that? You well, no, because Ube I'm still terrified of zombies, you. but that was not that. I, I don't know what that was. You're not terrified of all the zombies. That wasn't really zombies, was it? No, it, it was magic. Reanimated. Reanimated. Um, even at the end, the very very end scene where where Agent G arrives from the game because they need that cameo and they just don't help. At all, they well, just like they didn't have a chance. There's a woman no, with a sword. So Agent G shows up, and then the two survivors come out. She's got a hole through her chest, and he's acting so pissed off at them as if it's their fault. We've arrived just now. He's, he's Agent G's like, we're here to help. He's like, huh, we don't need help. And he starts to just brushes past. They them. were extremely She's clearly late. bleeding out. And he's like, we don't need help. Fuck you in your helicopter. I'm going to get her on a boat, she, and we're going to sail a few hours dragging her along as well like she's got an open chest wound yet he's got an arm over one a doctor yeah. arm over one just dragging her through yeah. the forest she hasn't Fine. even tried to like she's staunch the bleeding or anything he's like you'll be there's so many moments of inconsistency that i just find it so difficult not to i, I perceive this as a honest to god earnest best worst movie like no one could do nah, this on purpose no I one think... could make something this bad on purpose and i think that is the purity for it i think it's middle and I think he didn't really know whether he wanted it to be a movie or a game. And he's when he lent into the game, it was so good. Comparing it to our last... It was so good, but I will revert so back to saying it was... I'm not saying I hate this. I was coming to your level a bit. Like you're I'm not saying I hate this. I'm saying that 50 Join minutes me. in, we get some really good shit mm. going on and like the boat stuff. Mm. And then from there, I would have been fine with the movie. The last 40 minutes, I'm actually good with because... While the house did slow down a bit, mm. there was enough stuff around it going on to make it entertaining. I guess you could say the house was a little bit dead, really, wasn't it? Hey. Hey. But by that point, I'd already been like made my mind up quite a bit. 
That's and most of the scenes took me by surprise and took me off guard. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, these are good. But then I was like... So you didn't hear it. You, you, I thought no. you were like so... I thought this was like worst film you've we've no, no. So far. I just think it's middling because it's a missed opportunity. Okay, had they lent in more with the game stuff in real life, not the actual game flashes at Georgia. Yeah, I think I would have had a much higher movie on my That's hands. Fair. I, I don't. I'm not here to convince either of you. I I was more defensive of Howard. If I'm being honest, I think Howard's more of a stone cold. Uh, bad best worst classic this is something i think is appealing to me because i was 13 in the early no i was not 13 in the early 2000s i was like seven i was was watching shit like this when i was 13 i watched this when i was 13 and there's this weird as much as it's ugly and as much as it's kind of misogynistic and definitely a bit racist and a bit homophobic and there's this like whole element of the early 2000s being this really ugly time period for horror there's something like hilariously bad about that. I think there's something hilariously bad that we can look back and say, "God, this was." I, I'm glad we're not still there. Yeah, I'm glad oh, when God, this. I'm yeah. glad this still isn't the state of horror. But I would like to laugh at it for a bit, and I would like That's to laugh fair. at that this was the level of horror that we used to think was. Yeah. No, well, not good. No, I don't think anyone ever thought this was good. But this is why, looking <laughs> back, when I was saying on the ha- first half of the episode, looking back at the first Resident Evil film. It's atrocious. It's a bad but fucking it's like, film. It's what people always think teenagers are, though, back in the 90s. Dude, everyone, this is what teenagers were back in the 90s. Said, Dude, everyone was like radical. This is what teenagers were. We weren't that vapid. We're I mean, pretty we're pretty, in America, we may have been. We were pretty vapid, but like, there's literally Paris Hilton as a character. Oh, well, she, yeah, she dies very quickly as well. So. She dies very quickly. But like, it, unceremoniously <laughs> shot in the head by a police. But woman. I really <laughs> want to give a shout out to my girl, Liberty. Liberty was great. Yeah, she was. I get unsar- dressed, dressed in the Union Jack. Yep. Of course. Oh, sorry, not Union Jack. What's the American one called? Uh, Union flag. Star Stangled Banner. Stangled. Star Stangled Snower. Honey, you said, you haven't said quite as much as me and Ryan has been bickering backwards and forwards. I want to know what your, um, if you had a- Now tainted opinion. Well, if you had to give yourself to like a, uh, I don't want to say ratings out of 10, but whereabouts are you on a scale of like, loved it, couldn't stand it? I, I thought I thought parts of it were really enjoyable. I'm never going to be a big zombie mm. fan anyway, but it was good. It's definitely worth watch. I wouldn't say watch it by yourself. Like it's definitely no. get in a room with a couple of friends, have a couple of whatever it is that you're ingesting, um, and watch it for a the, bit of a this, good time. But like it's not a your, sit down and. I think that's our analysis for every single movie we've ever done is. Get drunk before you watch it, and everything's enjoyable. <laughs> also, just to, just to piggyback on that, there's also the when Hannah says, "Do not watch this by yourself." I, I don't know what movie it was. I said it before. I think it was Catwoman. If you watch this movie by yourself, you're probably a pervert. Like, I'm sorry, there is an element of like why there's you booze to wank it's over. Just, it's just tits and bloods, which is That's, yeah, yeah, all it is. Yeah, it's a fetish. It's something. There's, yeah. there's a little bit of leather fetish going on with that last guy. I don't know. He looked a bit leathery. Yeah. Yeah. Leather faced. Leather faced. Hey. I mean, it wasn't particularly sexy. It might I'm, be because uh, I'm gay. Maybe that. <laughs> but it wasn't really sexy. No, it, was, it wasn't like Catwoman no. overtly, like, uncomfortably sexy. But I was like comparing it to the other horror film that we've covered. We've, we just covered, we've just covered Wicker Man as far as horror films, right? That was the other one that we've covered. Yeah. God, I'm forgetting the movies. Is that all? 13 Ghosts. Oh, shit, you're 13 Ghosts. So I would say it's nowhere near as entertaining as 13 Ghosts. No, no, no. no, But I would say it's it's immeasurably more entertaining than Wicker Man was. I think Wicker Man had a lot more of those. You were saying there's like intermittent slowness and and Mm -hmm. periods of just nothing happening. No, I enjoyed Wicker Man more than this. Uh, Did you? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I just will agree to disagree on that one, but that's fine. I enjoyed the original. You Wicker gave Wicker Man a negative review, which means you have to give this one a negative review. It, 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 don't get 
it's wrong. I enjoy parts of it. I laughed at parts of it. But like, I, knew- I can guarantee you, if you ask me about the individual scenes in like a week's time, I said that I, was I will be not so be able upset. to tell you what happened in this I film. I said that I was going to be so upset when I came back on mic, and I'm going to be the only one when I do those Instagram <laughs> posts where it's like thumbs up from uh, or thumbs down from Hannah, thumbs down from Ryan, thumbs up from Liam because he's an idiot. <laughs> and it's always that. Like, I'm always the everything. only one in green. Why am I the only because one who likes things? Everyone is going to watch every single movie ever made if you are just left to critique yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, um, what was the last one I didn't like? I, I didn't like Godzilla. I hated Godzilla. I mean, I, I'm guessing the review was still, have a few beers with your friends and sit around no, and no, watch the, it. The review for Godzilla was, just watch the, uh, that's a lot of fish line and nothing else. Nothing else. Watch the, uh, that's a lot of fish line for, t- for two hours, because I could. Um, let's do a really quick, because we are probably kind of coming to the end of our final thoughts. I would say this is a Before, better no, movie than just, Man. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's more entertaining. I'm in agreement with you. Okay, cool. As long as we're, uh, as long as we're on the same page. Favorite scenes, if we had them. And I'm making mine really quick because it's the it was the scene where they chose their loadout because it was fucking was brilliant. Good. And then subsequently the, the, the entire 20-minute graveyard scene is, is I was gonna say, so yeah, much fun. Yeah, There's they, a couple of standout bits in the graveyard that I particularly liked. Liberty going like hand to hand oh, with the zombies. And then when she died, everyone was just kind of watching her. They could have saved her at any time. <laughs> Some of them still had bullets. The main protagonist just kind of looked at her and was just like, and she gets swarmed after about 10 minutes of these people there. The other one is where the main girl jumps up into the air with the shotgun, right. blasts it in like a Matrix sure. moment where time freezes. And the shitty just Matrix. Like in. Shitty Matrix. It was fucking good. Liberty though, all the way. She yeah. was really stand out. I think mine was the the policewoman getting chopped in half. That was good. It was because it, it was. And then the guy telling good. her that she was going to be all right. <laughs> well, it was weird because like you'll be I, fine. You'll be fine. There's only half of you left, but you'll be fine. Like a second before that scene happened, I was like, God, these zombies are pretty tame, aren't they? They just kind of like slap you around. Five of them just ascended on with hatchets and just 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 decapitated her at the waist. I don't know if that's what decapitation is because decapitate means head. Yeah. We seven, get yeah. Seven, I'll edit it so this makes seven, sense, and it was more funny. I'll, than what, what I'll do. I'll do it. I'll do a second take. Severed her at the waist. There you go. You can use that one. <laughs> I'll use that one. <laughs> the sounds volumes are not going to match up whatsoever. It's going to sound you saw from two different sentences. But I'm here for it. Um, final thoughts around the circle. I'll, I'll end because I'm the, the correct I, opinion. So I'll go last. I don't know if you should prioritize this one. I definitely don't think you should prioritize it. If you are really into Uwe Balls and want to complete the catalog, Ball. go for it. Benoit. Benoit. And <laughs> it's. The first 40 minutes aren't even worth watching. All you need to know is a bunch of teenagers show up to the island. Everyone's already being killed by the zombies. And they're just kind of dicking around until a zombie shows up. Get around to this when you get around to it. Don't make a rush for it. It's a very middling movie in terms of best worst. There's a long drag at the start where we've just got a bunch of idiot characters who don't have any personality aren't worth watching and say nothing of substance. Any check of guns are just obvious anyway. You don't need to know any of that. Fair enough. I want, yeah. I want, I'm going to ask. Get around to it when you can, because there are some scenes at the end that make it not worthwhile per se, but that are entertaining enough to be talked about. Uh, just to make it easier for me, or when I get around to the Instagram post, I want an a, a approved, a thumbs up, or a rejected from each of you. Because I need to know, because sometimes I, I, I hear your reviews, I'm like, I don't actually know if I like this. Or thumbs not. middle? You can't do that. This is a I very... Want, I want a, an approved... This, this is, is a very middling movie. I can't make a new... I mean, I guess You're I can. You're going to have to. Fuck's sake. Okay, so I'm going to boot. 
Okay, you'll go no. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm rejecting it. I'll give you a little bit of time to think, Ryan. Unless you're desperate not to give an answer, I'm I'm not going to force you. Okay, I'm good. I'll give it a soft boot. A soft one, though. So you're both rejecting it. <laughs> so he's a pink, no, I'm a red, no. Okay. okay. You're doing it on, like, okay, a okay, colour okay, scheme. Okay, okay, okay. If I had to give it an arbitrary rating, it would be a... <laughs> out of the... <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if I can top that. I love my co-host so much. That was... <laughs> Uh, I think if you used to play the arcade games, if you have a history with the series or the, the you know, the, the business that is House of the Dead, then yeah, watch the film. If you've got time and if you've got an hour and a half spare and you want a bit of a laugh, then watch it because it will, it's a throwback. As someone who had nothing to do with the games, as someone who's not a big fan of zombie films anyway, not that I don't, I don't know if we can class this as a zombie film. It's just a bit of a meh. It's a bit of a man. I enjoyed parts of it, I did. But if I, if, I, if I sit back and I think about it in contrast to some of the other ones that we have reviewed, That's fair. things like, you know, Macamy, 13 Ghosts, yeah. you know, there's there's some like heavy hitters in there. There's yeah. some that are, just, just got us on another I, level. I think comparing and this what, was just, yeah. This is why I'm giving it a soft boot because there are ones that are better, but I don't want to hear this entirely. I think comparing it to 13 Ghosts I feel Ghosts bad. Like, I'm just looking my... at you and I feel bad to hear. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I do, I am a, I am sometimes, light has gone some, from his eyes. sometimes to my detriment, I'm overly enthusiastic about films that maybe don't deserve that level of enthusiasm <laughs> and maybe this is one of them. You think? <laughs> However, I was grinning from beginning to fucking end. This is like, it's weird because I kind of hate the guy. Like I think Uwe Ball is a person and I will, I think, to be fair, if anyone's going to fight him, it's going to have to be YouTube because I'm giving him a positive review. I think this is a fucking, I think this is a wild, fun roller We'll send Jack by proxy. Yeah, yeah we'll send Jack. Jack would hate this. I'm going to give Aww. Jack to review straight away. Jack says, <laughs> um, I love this. I think this is exactly what a video game adaptation from the early noughties should be. It kind of almost reminded me of Mortal Kombat in the sense that the, the original Paul W.S. Anderson Mortal Kombat, in that it's just the game. It's just stupid, and it's just the game. No, and part of it's just no, but the game. Even the, even the narrative, the game has narrative, and the game's narrative is dumb, and the game's narrative is loud, and it's stupid, and it's ugly, and it's... But at least, like, there's, like, one-liners and shit There's like one-liners that. in this. There Are is, there? I mean, there might have been. Was there? Can't remember. There was not. There was definitely I at least. Promise there was not one okay. right there. Um, I think this is fun as fuck. I think if you go in with the with the knowledge again, with a few friends, with the knowledge that you're gonna have a few drinks and uh, just turn your brain off and and just enjoy this weird little time capsule. I think of of uh, of, a, of, a, of an early noughties horror film. I think it's definitely Uwe Ball's best film that I've seen. I know these are meant to be final thoughts. <laughs> thumbs, two thumbs, <laughs> two straight thumbs. up. <laughs> Marge, I'm giving you my lowest rating yet. Seven, <laughs> Seven thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> <laughs> I think, pretend, like, so you had stuff set up, like the trailer, for example, was like, they have to get them back into the house of, of the, the dead. dead. They didn't. They didn't have to get anything back to the house of the dead. <laughs> but then I was expecting, like, so this was clearly a geneticist from ye old England who was, like, setting up these zombies. Yeah. And I was expecting the doctor to have to go in and make, like, a mass kill-all or something. You could have played more with the house. Instead, it just serves as rooms. It felt like a little bit of a wet fart of an ending. Yeah, it was yeah. just rooms. There was nothing interesting or special about the rooms, bar there one was the had gunpowder. The fish was the only like, like, ooh, moment in the house of the dead. I don't look so confused right now. No, I'm just thinking that's a really good point, right? So when did this guy land on the island? What year? Did it ever mention it? It was pirate. 
pirate era. Pirate so, era. So how has he had all of the all of the tech and science stuff delivered to his? It's not like they get fucking prime now, is it? Questions. Oh. Like, uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently <laughs> the ship's still kicking around somewhere on the island, which they even mentioned. Like. They're like, let's find that ship, and then they just didn't find the ship. Yeah, like was, that went nowhere. Oh, we, we probably we're, just we're, misheard. The audio was not great at certain points. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I, we didn't even mention that Clint Howard's in this in one of the uh, most uncomfortable roles. Uh, I mean, Clint Howard as a actor is always going to say he's, a little bit weird. I feel that's very much up his alley. Yeah, obviously Ron Howard's brother. He was the guy in the rain mask. We said Paddington Bear. Um, ah. The the what did you write down? You wrote on something like, like rain mask. Rain mask. Fucking hook hand dickhead. Because he, he, he shows up <laughs> with the hook hand, doesn't he? At the start. It's weird. Did it's he? I don't know. Either I was like fish and hooks. Yeah, it's like just... in the yellow hat and yellow and yellow fucking yeah. coat, like you see in. And there's like maybe this really emotional scene later on where his captain has to like put him down, and it's like <laughs> the most hilarious thing. He's just he's just still in his rain. I didn't realize that was meant zombie. to be sad. <laughs> well, the, the music told me it was meant to be sad. It, it wasn't <laughs> techno music, so. Um. Well, clearly some different opinions there, but I I don't know. I think we, we all had. I had a good time. It was all right. I it enjoyed the game. The game was, like, you, the game was way better. Let's go back to that. I really enjoyed the game. Right, yeah, podcast done. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Do not end the podcast. I've got some blogs oh, to make, okay, dickheads. Sorry. It's Halloween. Good. We've got Good. a uh, we've got a bunch of uh, episodes coming out for you. We've got next week. We will be covering on the full. We'll have Jack back, which we're excited about. Woo. And hey, we'll be covering Jack Black. That's awesome. We'll be covering one of my all-time favorite movies. Man of the Hands of Fade. Which I know so that he excited. is exceptionally excited for this as well. I think he's going to hate me for it. I, I think he's... <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. You're going to ruin him. It's really weird. You've never seen a 10-minute driving I kind of think Jack's going to hate it. <laughs> He'll be asleep within the first 10 minutes. We'll, um, we'll wake him up, though. Uh, so we've also got a few uh, mini episodes coming out of Dreadful Delights. If you uh, haven't had a chance to check them out, there should be two episodes out already. Just so you know, we've recorded a few of them already. Hey, look, and the this is absolutely smashing the name now. Yeah, check us out on Dreadful Delights. There should have two episodes out already. Uh, episode one, Hollywood's New Dead, and episode two, Malignant. Uh, Spoiler alert, you're in for a good time. Oh, you're in for a very good time. And do check us out on Instagram, Bad Taste Buds Pod. We love you guys very much, and we'll see you next time. Stay dead. <laughs> Brains.